0: To the Moms for America podcast. I'm Debbie Kerlitis, your host, and I am always so glad that you decide to stop by and take a listen. So every week we gather together, us as mamas, to inspire and encourage one another. We're here to educate moms in their journey through motherhood. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you mamas, are raising the next generation of patriots. I want to quickly just take care of some business and invite you to sign up for our Mom Memo, which is our newsletter. Please visit us at momsforamerica.us. Sign up, check out our brand new website. It is super cool, full of tons of information and resources. So like I said, every week we want to provide insight, resources that encourage and inspire our moms. It's difficult in today's culture to raise strong children, right? The world is coming at them with all kinds of lies. Um, So this week, we want to touch on a topic that is going to be very encouraging for you because there are organizations that are out there that are helping our children become strong, young women that are going to take on this world. Um, Many moms are looking for programs for their girls that are faith-based. They're positive they're inspiring, and they're focused on leadership development. Boy, that's something we're missing in today's uh, society. The world's crushing our kids on every level. Really, the negative progressive messages are incredibly strong, but as moms, we have to help our girls become strong, godly young women, right? So there is an outstanding organization that we're going to chat about today. It's called American Heritage Girls. I heard about this years ago when a friend of mine became a troop leader here in Illinois, and I have always wanted to pursue it. My daughter was kind of out of that age bracket, but this is something that you're going to absolutely love. What is American Heritage Girls? It is a faith-based scout type leadership development program. American Heritage Girls emphasizes Christian values. How about that? Family participation promotes healthy sense of community and connection for girls. I know mamas are like, well, if I haven't heard about this, I'm writing it down. In fact, you're going to want to know this. And what I'm really excited about is we have the founder and the executive director of American Heritage Girls with us. We got the big wig with us, ladies. So Pat Garibay is joining us on our podcast today. Patty knew something was wrong after seeing the shocking agenda of the Girl Scouts of America. She knew she had to take a stand. And what I love about the stories is so many of you moms are taking a stand in different ways, in different arenas, but she's here to tell us her story. And I cannot wait to hear it. You're going to love this. I want to welcome Patty to the Moms for America podcast. Hi, Patty. Hi, Deb. It's good to be with you guys. Finally,
1: right? It's time for us to be together.
0: I love this. I love your story and I can't wait to get into it. Um, but first, would you just tell us a little bit about your family? We as the moms, we always like to know a little bit of background of the moms, kids, grandkids. I don't know I'm what, so what, what you got for us. Tell us are about you, your family. Are you really
1: ready for this, Deb? <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> yes. I am a mom of four kiddos: uh, three daughters and a boy. You know, passing on that name was very important to my husband. I was wondering if I'd ever stop having these babies. But four kids, all oh, love them to death, and they're all, of course, married and they have children of their own now i'm a grandma Aww. of 10 i'm grandma a grandma of 10 10 grandbabies um the ages 14 to 6 months Aww. every sunday we are so blessed they come to dinner and nice. It was such an amazing thing to have my whole family come back to Cincinnati, where where American Heritage Girls was started. Um, they had lived all across the country, so it was really an answer to prayer. The Lord has brought us all together. And oh, I am okay. married to my husband Pat. We literally share the same name, Pat and Patty Garibay. Does it ever get confusing? It does, but sometimes <laughs> it's really sort of cool because you can play people. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> uh, Forty-two years we've been married. Oh, um, so excited awesome. to you know. When, when, when you're blessed to be married to your best friend and that sounds so colloquial and it does take a ton of work to make sure that we keep our marriages fresh but what a blessing marriage is and so that that's my story and i'm sticking with it
0: oh, i love that it's just so nice to hear people's stories a little bit about their background and encourages us you know that are in our journey so um all right let's get into this can you i, I Maybe some of the moms know about your organization. Maybe some of them don't. Maybe some want to share this with their other mom, mama, girlfriends. Introduce us to the American Heritage Girls and just kind of briefly give us their
1: mission and then we'll
0: kind of dive into what you're doing and what you offer.
1: Right. That sounds great. Well, first, I guess I have to start at the beginning, which is why start American Heritage Girls? I mean, why was it even a consideration? I just had mentioned I was a mama of four, busy, 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 as we all are. And the last thing I really had on my uh, my agenda or my list of things to accomplish as we all do was to start a new girls organization. But here's well, what yeah. happened. There was a Habakkuk moment <laughs> where I had volunteered for 13 years with the Girl Scouts USA. I loved that organization. My mom yeah. was my leader. I was in, in a Girl Scouts. I couldn't wait for my own daughters to be part of the Girl Scouts. And so- right. I, I led faithfully. I really, really did, Deb. And I, I actually won a lot of accolades about my leadership in the Girl Scouts. And I use it as part of my mission field. As a Christian mom, I thought, what a great way to share with kids that don't know Christ, his love, you know, his, his, his worth, you know, your worth in him, all of that good stuff. But there right. came a point, and it was in 1993, when the GSUSA decided to no longer mandate an oath to God, in the girl mm. scout promise now this is the promise that we all made you know as little brownies and so forth that said that i would honor god well suddenly no longer was that important asterix was literally mm. put by the lord's name wow. and as a leader i'm just a suburban leader i'm just a mom i'm like why would they do that there must so be something more to that
0: you're seeing something coming you're seeing this agenda which we've heard about and i know a lot of people are in girl scouts um, and maybe they're troop leaders, and they've had to kind of deal with the new mentality that they have. But you saw it, and you said, mm, "I'm not liking this."
1: Right. And as for me, in my house, we will serve the Lord. So mm-hmm. if you know you were doing Girl Scouts because you wanted to have it as a ministry to be able to witness to Christ's love, and then suddenly that right. is not even important. Well, you've got a moral dilemma. And here's what what I had to worry about or consider. And so many moms are like this. Mm-hmm. I am too busy. I don't have time. I can't make the difference. You know what? I'll just keep my troop. We'll still keep God in there. We'll keep going going along. But the Lord was so convicting to me. No, you will not do that. And I also had a father, my my father, who suffered from acute multiple sclerosis, who I dearly loved. He was actually bedridden. I would tell him my tales of what I had just discovered about Girl Scouts. And he knew my love for him and my involvement. And he finally said to me, he said, Patty, Why curse the darkness when you can light a candle? Start Uh, something new. Now, my heavenly Father had been speaking to me through prayer and our time together that you can do this. And when my earthly father, who really knew me well—not as well as my confirmed this right—he knew my limitations. Let's put it that way, Deb. (laughs) And when he said it, I'm like, it must be something that maybe I need to look into. Well, you know, I just thought it'd be a nice little club for a while for my daughter to get through her formative years, right? And here we are 26 years later showing what God can do with a, mu- a woman, a mom who feels like she has no skills, but just a willing heart to say, yes, amazing things can happen. So now
0: you, what do you do? You call up everyone or friends or people that are maybe feeling the same way. And you say, come on over. We're going to have a meeting at my kitchen table.
1: Literally. That's exactly I know, what
0: that's isn't it? Cause that's what moms do. Right? That's right. right. We, we drink coffee. We talk about it. Hey, yes. we got a problem. <laughs> Come on over. Let's talk about it. at The table with our kids running around, yes. let's figure this out. And this is what moms do. So this, this doesn't surprise me at all. So you get together, you find some like women, like minded moms and you say, okay, we got to provide an alternative. And like you said, 26 years later, you have this amazing organization. So, um, I know we're going to, you chronicle this all in your, your book, right? Which you just said, which is why curse the darkness when you can light a candle. So you took that quote from your father, yes. made it your book yes. about your journey. So where does your journey go? Then we will talk about your book and make sure that people are interested, can get it. So you, you meet and, and I'm, what, what are a couple of highlights here
1: and, right. Well, so first of all, what we did is I'm a big believer personally of trying to make a change rather than just start something new. I think so often we Christians create our own little, you know, our own little, our little huddles or whatever, and we're not as effective. So I was so hoping and praying that the Lord would allow us to seek change, that the Girl Scouts were just making a mistake, that only if they were okay. aware of their of their bad ways as Pandora's box that they had opened literally that they would change. Well, gosh, was I ever naive, right? I have discovered that agenda had been going on since the seventies when Betty freed Anne. And, you know, mm. Betty, um, she served on the National Board of Trustees in the, the women's movement and ERA and all of that. And, of course, pro-choice. That's all part of the Girl Scouts agenda. And I had my eyes were blinded to that. The tradition, the fun of Girl Scouts just made me want to do it and not realize. And when I saw that, that I was actually accessory to some of that because I was leading troops in my area and they knew I was right. a Christian and they knew, they thought it was okay. I was like, oh my goodness, how could I do this? And so we started to first raise awareness, hoping that we could, you know, make a change in the girls. So you're spot.
0: writing letters, you're meeting, you're approaching you the upper leadership yep. and you got, eh. exactly.
1: Very closed doors, slam doors. And, the, and we prayed for that actually. For right. the Lord make it clear. Those doors, make it so clear. We laid the fleece out and it was apparent what needed to happen. And so we then started to say, well, what? Let's bring the girls around that kitchen table. How fun is this? Now, girls, mm-hmm. what kind of activities would you like to do? And they started to say, you know, even what the uniform should look like, um, what, mm-hmm. what kind of badges they wanted right off the top you know and pretty much everything that they wished for we did make happen um really the I lord made this. happen, and then there were a few things that they wished for that we didn't like bungee jumping and stuff that just wasn't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> you had to draw the line somewhere
0: but you know what i love about this this isn't only the moms doing it then the moms are saying girls what would you like so this is really um i guess just very organic
1: this is really homegrown isn't it you bet it is it it is moms at powerhouse right absolutely (laughs) and actually fighting you know we were accused of being don quixote you know um fighting with the windmills who would ever take on the girl scouts usa and that was not our intent to take them on but rather to offer an alternative and we are so happy it's here for this day this esther moment in this dark world that that there is still hope and that we can help girls understand who they are and whose they are, and the mm. influence that they have, and the beauty of biblical femininity. Oh, I can't I even love tell this. you oh, that that and issue, it's, identity, it's so huge right now uh, for women. Right,
0: right. <sighs> and if we don't, if we don't know our identity in Christ and who we are and who He's created us to be, life is extremely, extremely confusing. Yes. um take us to the present now or just what does this look like um i mean i don't want to be comparing it to the girl scouts because obviously it's going to be different but mm-hmm. it has a lot of the same elements we can kind of guess a little bit what is what is what does it look like um and and what does it evolved to
1: right now absolutely well what happens is a troop is created we call them troops and girls ages 5 to 18 can be in okay. the same troop. That was one of the big things when I was writing the, the curricula is that I had the three daughters. Remember, I was at any given time a three troop leader for Girl Scouts. That was very hard on the family. But this way, one night, everybody can come you know, to that meeting because of the way it's written, it's, it's scalable that way. And the troop is chartered or owned by a church that says, I want to expand ministry. I want more families. I want more young people. Nice. I want more members. And I think almost every church I've ever talked to wants all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a natural extension. You can make it an outreach if you want. It could be an inreach. Just people in your church, whatever you do, if you build it, they will come. These troops are yes. all almost full, by the way. And I, I do want to lead your listeners to be able to find a troop in their area. But one way for sure is to be a mom around the kitchen table and start a legacy with a troop in your church, in your community to influence. One thing I know for sure is that the adage, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation is indeed true. Oh, we talk about this all the time. Yes. All the time. All the time. And you know better than anyone because this is your mission. Yes. That if only we could use our influence in a positive way. And we almost like Moses and Aaron, we hold each other up as women. And so often yes. we tear each other down. Right. We need to hold each other up. And what we're seeing in these troops is not just in affecting girls, but affecting the women mm-hmm. and the leadership and the sisterhood that develops. And the love and the care and the extended family that develops. And so today, I cannot believe how God has blessed us, not just with numbers and troops and resource, but how we've grown in his kingdom Mm. and how we've grown in our relationship with Christ because we are part of this organization. It's been a really awesome to watch.
0: Let's just for folks that are not watching, because we have the information below us, would you uh, share your website? So we get that out a couple of times during our podcast so, they can start jotting that down. What is your website? So, if people are interested, they can go ahead and look this up.
1: AmericanHeritageGirls.org. So, and just Google search American Heritage Girls. You'll find us, we, you know, dot com, dot or all of those things. <laughs> but that's the key thing is to remember AmericanHeritageGirls.org.
0: Okay. And again, momsforamerica.us is ours. We're going to put you on as an affiliate on our website so people can find you on our website as well. So um, why do you think something in Oregon, this is an obvious question, right? But why is this so important in today's culture? You touched on it a little bit earlier, you know, mom's getting together, mom's providing um, an organization that will just verify and encourage these young girls in their journey, because it's a tough journey. This culture is, is really tough. I mean, my daughter's now 21 and the difference from if I was raising somebody now, That would be a junior high. I don't know what I do. I surely would be here, but it's so important in today's culture and moms. I I think sometimes we just get sidetracked or we have so many things we're running around and doing that. Sometimes we just kind of feel like, you know, we're validating it at home, but we need to get them in a peer um, organization. I guess that's why I'd like to get your comment on why is something like this so important where peers get together and, and you're in a group instead of being kind of maybe at home or,
1: you know, you feel like you're on an island sometimes, these kids do. They do. They do. And, you know, as young as the age of seven or eight, kids mm-hmm. are already being more influenced by their peers than right. their families. So to your point, Debbie, we have got to create a quiver full of arrows. And it's not just the family. The family is absolutely the right. foundational piece, right? Right. The church is a foundational piece, but we have got to add more and more arrows to this quiver. And that includes great friendships, peer yes, friends. It exactly. includes wonderful Titus two mentors that are beyond mom. We need lots of moms in our life. We need that Mm -hmm. affirmation because, you know, there's going to be those times. And I know, Deb, you probably lived through it too, where I would rather talk to someone else than my mom about something, but it needed to be a trusted person, not some of the people I chose. And that's all articulated in my book, that I would be the least likely person to be leading a Christian ministry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But the Lord redeems us. And he he, does. He He
0: uses us all. We are broken and he puts us all back together and uses us for mighty things if he'll let us, if we'll let Him. Yes, if I mean. we'll let him. Exactly. If we'll let him. I know he wants to. We've got to let over. That's what I love about you so much. This is so great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more than ever now. What's, what's some of um, I'd love for you to give us some advice to our moms. I mean, we've got moms that are listening that are new moms or even grandmas. You know, we tell the grandmas more than ever, right? You need to really be in the picture because so, you can speak wisdom. So maybe this is grandmas listening and they're going to talk to their grandchildren about this or this is young moms or moms with teenagers, what's some advice you can give on raising godly girls? I mean, you talk about this. I know you've got a lot of resources about raising godly girls Um, in today's culture, raising godly girls. I mean, you're, you're right in the thick
1: of it. Mm, Well, first of all, it's gotta be intentional. You know, when I was raising my kids, I, I did not come from a Christian home and didn't have the framework. I used focus on the family. Dr. James Dobson was my spiritual father. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Those were, you know, we were just pulling at anything, my husband and I, to try to figure this out. But intentionality and a framework in which to be able to bring your daughter from point A to point B, meaning a child to an adult, what all needs to happen in the interim, right? And and there's a lot of things that need to happen, and mostly around spiritual formation, understanding their identity, understanding that they can do things, that the the Lord has a will for their life. He already has a design for their life. And that it's not always about maybe what you're good at, but what he's calling you to. And so we, we talk a lot about careers being vocations. I like to go back to that word, Deb. I don't like the word mm. career. I love the vocation because it comes from the Latin like word, that. to call. Mm. And that is where we, you know, when we, I don't know how many different careers you've had, Deb, but I've had a few. And until <laughs> yeah. I came to where I was really called, that's yes. where I flourish. In
0: here, right? God puts yes. it in your heart. And it's, yes. it's undeniable. Yes. We run from it sometimes but it really is undeniable. It is. And, when, and sometimes it's the hardest path, but it's the best path. I'm sure you didn't, well, I can't wait to read your book because I can't imagine what 25 years of this look like because it had to be huge challenges. Yes. But you said yes. Yes,
1: every day. And that's what I want our girls and I, I think your listeners want their daughters and their sons. Let's not exempt the boys because this right. so much translates. And by the way, we've we've helped to start a boys' organization called Trail Life USA. So this can yes. be done together as a family ministry. I'm uh, going to have them on too, so good. we can talk about for the for the boys because our
0: sons. Holy cow! I don't even know where we, to begin. We have that, our
1: we you know the ugh, the way that the they attack
0: happen. on the boys and what's happening to them. I mean that is. It's equal, but it's different.
1: It is. So it we is.
0: will definitely be talking with them as well. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. But go ahead, finish your thought
1: before. I don't want, I
0: don't want to sure. cut you short.
1: Sure. So there's just so much going on with girls. And I think the biggest thing is identity and it's gender identity. I am so shocked at what I'm seeing. And I am hearing it time and time again from public school teachers, et cetera. And even in homeschooling and in groups like ours, girls are very confused. Well, look at the media. Even if you limit the media, what they're reading and hearing and ingesting is all of this stuff about non-binary, you know what? There's not even, they have torn up everything that the Lord has created or attempted to, but we know who wins. And he is going, they're going to go after our very identity. And that is gender. And so what we have to remember is that we are above that. We are, we are creatures with souls that the Lord has created in his image. And that biblical femininity may not be frills and bows. And I love to go shopping. It can mean I like sports and I like to do horses and it doesn't mean that I'm a lesbian. You see what I'm saying? So we're trying to help these girls to understand that the Lord does not define what biblical femininity. There's Proverbs 31 that defines what a woman is. But if you Mm -hmm. notice, it's not about how she looks or how she acts as much as her characteristics. Mm. And so that's, that's what we're trying to teach the girls, is that there is, there is love and acceptance in who you are. It's not in a box, but mm-hmm. there is also standards for behavior and there are truths and it's finding his good word. And so all of our badges, all of the activities that the girls do are grounded through a biblical worldview lens. Mm-hmm. And if you've been reading the studies lately, George Barnett's been putting out, it is downright scary to see how few Christians remain in this country and even go down a little bit further and how few have a biblical worldview. Right. Now, without a biblical worldview, what, what, what truth are you standing on? You're right. You're Where just, it's right. More there's no foundation. Exactly. And that too will fall apart. So we mm-hmm. do not have a solid foundation. So we are in a world of hurt right now. And, and Deb, I know you know this because you guys, this is what you stand for. In our nation, we are in yes. a world of hurt. Our freedoms are taken away like unprecedented. As a matter of fact, our, our theme for our program year in, in American Heritage Girls, it's not just about badges and service projects and fun activities, but we also do program themes each year. And one year it was Chrysalis, and then another year it was Chosen, talking mm. about how we're chosen. And then this year, before COVID, these are all planned way ahead, by the way, but the Lord knows, is yeah. live free. Oh, isn't that interesting? And when our freedoms are being stripped of us, I mean, even yes. the choice of our bodies are, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about the right. vaccine right now. Right. We can't make those choices on our own. The government's going to do that for us. We know that through Christ, there is freedom. And there only through him. And so through him. the freedoms are not given to us by government. They're given us by Christ himself. And so Amen. I get it pretty worked up about this. I know. <laughs> I, got I love of, it. There is I a- got so much to say. But I do want to mention that there are girls not just wor- worrying about identity but also fear and anxiety. One in 3 girls have a diagnosed anxiety disorder. Now that's diagnosed and we know how many undiagnosed because we deal with girls every day. So it is at unprecedented levels and that's because right. of a lot of different things a lot of fear going on. But I want to encourage your listeners to go to our website again American Heritage girls. Yes, 4. mention that. And you can get a free Raising Godly Girls Guide to Fear and Anxiety in Uncertain Times. You can download this. It'll help you. Um, We actually do a minute on Christian radio. It's all across the nation called the Raising Godly Girl Minute. And what it is, Deb, is it basically talks about a situation or a problem in today's society that are confronting girls, a scriptural antidote, because all problems can be solved through His Word, they really can, and then a call to action on how to make that scriptural antidote come alive in your in your Amen. family, and maybe around your kitchen table. So please check that out. You also see that we have a blog there as well that has all those issues. You have all a of
0: lot, lot of information on your website. That's why I'm so excited that we're going to put you as a connection on ours because this is what moms are looking for, and none of us want to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. We want to partner with like minded organizations and provide information encouragement and inspiration. So you guys are doing a great job. We gotta we gotta have you we gotta have you back on because I can tell we've got a lot more to talk about. Well oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you Patty God bless you guys and all that you're doing. And of course anyone oh my phone's buzzing on the side here. Sorry it always distracts me I, even though I put it on silence. Um I just love what you're doing and I love what um what God's gonna do through you and just from Moms for America, we say thank you, because investing in our girls and the next generation, this is what it's all about.
1: Amen, sister. Thank you so much for having me on, and we'll chat again soon.
0: All right. Thanks, Patty. God bless. God bless you. All right. Well, before we officially say goodbye, I want to just take care of a little bit of business on the back end, too. Uh, Vivian and I were just talking about the importance of our cottage meetings. If you have not signed up for a cottage meeting, they are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central. Sorry, I'm getting, we're just starting a new series. The cottage meetings is 12 lessons where moms get together and they learn about the principles of liberty. It is another opportunity for us to encourage, inspire uh, moms all across America. Because when we know when the moms are healthy, the home is healthy. That doesn't mean it's perfect. But when when we invest in moms, they invest in their children. So go to our website, look at our cottage meetings, and you can still join us. It's going to be for 12 weeks. So if you come in halfway through, it doesn't matter. It's all good. So momsforamerica.us for our cottage meetings, all of our resources, all of our links, all of our friends that we partner with and encourage uh, or share their encouragement and their stories just like Patty's today. So um, thanks, moms. It was a great podcast, wasn't it? Loved listening to Patty. In fact, if you know, if you're a grandma, like I mentioned earlier, let your your granddaughters know. If you're a mama, check it out, right? This is good, good stuff. I hope there's one in your area. If not, be the mama that meets at her kitchen table and says yes, because I know that it's resonating in someone's heart as they listen to this. And remember, we are the mamas making a difference one home at a time. Thanks moms. I'll see you next week. God bless.